coming to you almost live from the Wendy House studios of Valwa Bay. It's the Two Fat Dads podcast. So I'm Frosta Fortier, otherwise uh, at Johnny Canuck on Twitter. I'm also at uh, www.twofatdads.com. In the studio with me today is Mr. Eric Schultz from uh, at Schultzster.com. Is it no, Schultzster.com? That doesn't work. That at, at doesn't work, eh? <laughs> I didn't think so. Okay. But it is still it's, Schultz. Uh, it's at Schultzster on Twitter. Okay. Or, or Cameron-Schultz.ca. Have you still got the Schultzster.com? Uh, yeah, I think that'll work. So I just like Schultzster.com a lot better. <laughs> also in the studio, this is uh, we're getting really tight in the Wendy house here. Also in the studio, Mr. Steve McGurn, at MTL Steve. That's right. How are you today? I'm doing well. Doing well. Good, good, good. And all the way over from the grassy knolls of Kirkland, Mr. Stefan Deneau. We still don't have a f- Twitter feed for you. No, and I'm never going to get one. Okay. And, and now I'm that a- Twitter verifies, we can't even set one up for him clandestinely. So. No, we oh, can't. that's only for celebrities. They're not going to do it for, for a, us. Uh, Steph's a celebrity in the medical IT world. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it. I am one of those. I told you last week, I'm a twit. You're a twit. That's it. That he's just a detwit. That's 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 what we came about last week, isn't it? I don't need to be the er, right? You don't need an er. You don't even know her, so why would you need one? That's right. And you spell twit differently, just so that we don't have any copyright or trademark infringements. <laughs> How do you spell twit? T o u. Okay, so um, how many beers have you guys had already? I, I, I've had about a sip, but uh, I have to say right away, I don't know if this is going to work or not, but uh, all the beers tonight are brought to you by McCausland Breweries. I'm enjoying a very fine Griffin Blonde. So if uh, my brother-in-law's sister's listening, we'd like some more cases of this stuff. Yeah. Eric, what are you drinking? I, I'm also drink. I'm also drinking a uh, McCausland uh, Saint Ambroise Blonde. And I, and I just have to say that I love McCausland's beers. They're the best beers out there. <laughs> and, and Steve, what would you be drinking? Well, it looks like it would be another St. Ambrose. Uh, it's a blonde. It's um, a blonde. I think it's an all-around blonde. So, Stefan, are you drinking any beers? No, I'm just sucking on a popsicle. Is that a Mr. Freeze? No, it's made by McCausland, and it's a blonde. <laughs> I think we're getting some echo in the feed here. Hey, JF likes, to, JF likes to listen to himself laugh. Oh, yeah. That's why I do these podcasts. So this is our, I guess you could call it an inaugural podcast. We've gone through a couple of betas that we, um, did, we, we kind of did okay in them, I guess. So we're all, tonight, all gathered tonight. We have a couple of topics we want to talk about. Steve, you finally committed to a TomTom. Yep. So we're going to talk about that. And uh, we're going to get an update on how Steve's doing with his phone because... I've got well, I want to know about the date. The date? He had a date yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, you had a date yesterday. Oh, date got uh, canceled or delayed. Actually, it's tomorrow night uh, is date night. Uh, oh, kids... she had she had a headache, huh? No, no. The kids are fighting something and uh, just wasn't wasn't in the cards. So uh, That sucked. That is a shame. That is a shame. Uh, also, I found out on the web about, well, let's get right into the whole Rogers iPhone and everything right away because this is pretty much going to be, you know, a, a big topic of conversation. I know Eric always excites Eric tremendously when we talk about the iPhone. Blah, blah, blah. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. They, they have an iPhone on Bell, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's called, called I Can't Hear You. <laughs> it's called the Samsung Instinct. <laughs> and your first instinct is not to buy it. Um, no, seriously, though, they're, they're, they've, with this last week, or uh, it feels like it's still the week, so I'm still wrapped in the re- reality distortion field. Um, they launched the iPhone, and they launched that Rogers was going to get right away, the iPhone 3GS, and it's going to have uh, MMS. It's going to have video. It's going to yeah. have voice dialing. And oh, vo- my God. Already that sounds like a BlackBerry. And voice control, not just voice dialing, voice control. Okay, so, yeah, you can say next track, please. Yeah, and a few other things, but, yeah, in aren't, principle. Aren't these standard features on most phones today? All of which, so, the <laughs> well, no, actually, the uh, it'll it'll build a genius list for you on the fly, right? So well, you're listening to cool. a YouTube track or whatever, and you say, you know what, play more like this, and boom, you have an instant playlist that gets created on the fly. And uh, it's great because if you've got your Star Wars track set to rock and roll, it'll play those as being similar to YouTube. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just, I'm just thinking of Stefan spending two hours checking all his metadata so he can listen to you two's Sunday Bloody Sunday next to the Imperial March. <laughs> okay, so what doesn't everybody? <laughs> yeah. Um, are you are you still got a huge collection of um, of uh, who's that c- composer that did all the Indiana Jones and the? Uh, and you the don't know. Who, you don't John, know who that is. John Williams. Very good. Oh God, I get, left would be here. He'd beat me over the head with it, wouldn't he? Um, yes, he would. So, is your collection? Is that basically all that's on your Star Wars on your iTunes? No, no, no. I've got some U two, and I've got some Star Wars, and I've got some Guns and Roses, and I've got some other crap on there too. Okay. All right. Well, we'll bring you back to the 21st century one day. We don't judge here. No, we don't judge here. I do love no. your T-shirt, though. I keep, Steve's wearing the coolest T-shirt in the world. It says, I'm not a geek. I'm a level 12 paladin. <laughs> Does he wow? No, I don't, actually. <laughs> he just, he just I've, buys... I've often thought about it, but... Uh... He just buys geek T-shirts. <laughs> we, need to have a side, we need to have a side conversation. I need to bring into the, uh, into the exciting world of wowing. <laughs> Actually, this T-shirt I've had for quite a while. I've actually, I'm actually considering it one of my vintage T-shirts now. And it goes that's back to the days where Francois and I used to actually work uh, well, together. If you call that work, well, we used to, we used to hang out by the water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> that was the original podcast at one point, just for the benefit of Sylvie. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's let's get straight into this. The the the, um, the announcement today was that Fido has said that they will let. Anybody tether on the iPhone for as long as you have a one gig uh, data plan. So straight out of the box, you can plug your iPhone into your computer and use it on the road, which is something that, okay, everybody else in the world can do if they have a phone or a BlackBerry, but usually it ends up costing you quite a lot of money. So I, AT&T still hasn't said they're going to let anybody do this in the States. And so they're the last ones out of the mark to out of the door to even commit to it. That was one of the big announcements last week, wasn't it? I think they committed to it, but they just said later this summer or 2010 or something like that. Okay. But they're not uh, on go-live date uh, going to have it. Okay, so that's, that's a pretty big announcement there to begin with, that actually something in Canada is better than the States when it comes to phones. You're still going to get raped on the cost of using the data in this country, but at least you'll be able to do it. Yeah, but you know what? For people who expect to be big data users, they still have that $30 6 gigabyte plan. So if you're a heavy data user and whatnot, you can actually just add that to your pl- whatever voice plan you have, and it still brings you up. In my case, it would bring me up to 65 a month, but I'm not sure if I want to have a, um, a plan that has the visual voicemail and all these other iPhone you know-esque uh, features, or if you just say, you know what, I just want a ton of data and opt for that so but it gives you a choice which is nice because a lot of carriers a lot of places don't give you choice right that is true that is true at least you got a choice so it's but that that plan i think that 60 gig plan or no six gig plan for 60 30 bucks will be only for a limited time offer so it's kind of like get your iphone now yeah it's a it's a carrot on a stick right i mean it's to get people to to go okay still no need for an iphone in your life right eric no no none whatsoever Actually, we should take a picture of this BlackBerry just for the website, just since we've spoken so much about it. Um, okay. We, we can hold it up to the old uh, 7130 here. Let's put the storm on the table while I'm at it, I guess. Ooh. You know All what? Right. That 71... Now even, now even my... That, that 7130, I had the Rogers version of that, the 7100R. That is the Rogers and, version. Uh, really? Because I thought mine was a... If we just if we just if we just strategically place the Saint Ambrose in the background of the picture, we might do better with the sponsorship there. Um, Actually, let me just. <laughs> so this is the kind of uh, podcast we're going to do. We're going to have people in the background taking pictures of useless stuff and put it on the website, while the other person who's not drinking will talk about useless stuff to fill in airtime. That's right. Okay. I think you've worked in radio before. <laughs> I'm, o- I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. Now, if we're talking about the iPhone and we're talking that Rogers is going to support this, this is actually going to be something really good for us. I know uh, fellow colleagues that work at the, my company are looking forward to getting an iPhone. Now, I believe we'll have to buy it ourselves, but there is the new iPhone that has come out it's, or that it will be coming out. It's got some nice new features. I think even Eric might be tempted. Nah, that'll never happen. Um, no. But I'd be interested in looking at one. 
I, I have to admit, I have to admit, if the iPod Touch had a camera, I wouldn't even be thinking about the iPhone at all. If the iPhone Touch was an iPhone without the phone, <laughs> I'd use it. So if it had a camera and the Bluetooth, I could slave it to my storm and do whatever I want, right? That's never going to happen either. So I guess, um, yeah, I'm just going to leave an envy of everybody who has an iPhone and just continue to use my BlackBerry. But I do like the BlackBerry. I do like the syncing with my calendar that works. I do like the pin messaging. It is a good device. Oh, yeah. The, in- the integration is not tight, though, with the Mac, I find. If you don't have a data plan, the integration is, is sloppy. And, and to, to sync, you end up in an infinite loop of, oh, this, this calendar entry is new on the device. Oh, this calendar entry is now new on, on the Mac. It's, now it's new on the device again. You go back and forth, to and fro, and it's just a lot of effort. And uh, for the same picnic that you have planned on Sunday, it just keeps going back and forth, and it, it, it's just frustrating. Now, Eric, you don't sync with your um, over-the-air either. You're, you take your BlackBerry and use it as a PDA, basically. Well, I... I used to sync the BlackBerry with my Outlook. Okay. But events happened, and I can no longer really easily sync it with my Outlook. And the sync software with it doesn't let me sync with Google or or anything else, really. I think it might do Yahoo for a couple things, but it's either Outlook or Lotus Notes. Okay, and you, but you, you, you're a heavy BlackBerry user, so you don't use your Outlook at all anymore. Uh, no, essentially. Well, I, I use Web Outlook now. Okay, just as I said, due to events that transpired, I, I am limited to using Web Outlook. So. And that, that, is such a, that is such a funny common flaw for everybody. Due to something that I really don't understand, I can't use the BlackBerry the way I wanted to use it. And I think that's something we've all talked about and we've all touched as well. It's fine you have that problem with your iPad. We know all about that from the last show. Um, and I have to admit that you know if, if we can get a tighter integration, if the pre does what it says it does, it'll be pretty cool. But I think everything is pushing us towards having a... Um, is, is, is towards having data on a device. They basically don't want you to buy a phone without a data plan now, I think is what you're getting to, right? Uh, essentially, but, I mean, it makes, they make it cost prohibitive. I think it's going to be like $800 for a 32-gig uh, iPhone if you don't get a, um, a contract or a data plan. $800. Yeah. $800. Yeah. Eight. Hundred dollars. That's the price of a MacBook. Correct. Well, a slightly used MacBook. It's still a MacBook. And then Skype is free. And at least twelve Linux laptops that don't work properly. What? Well, well, I can't speak. I can't speak to that. (laughs) Well, have you got Wi-Fi working on the Linux laptop yet, Eric? Uh, No, not exactly. Have you written your own driver for it yet? Working on it. <laughs> exactly. So 12 Linux laptops that don't work properly. Kind of like or, my Windows 7 installation I have right now. How many diapers that would be? $800. We're looking at maybe About six. 50 bucks for a box of 50-odd diapers, give or take. But, Steve. Yes. I, I would bet so 800 that diapers. your Windows 7 install is running more stably than Windows Vista. Oh, I don't have uh, Windows anything at home. I, I installed it on an old Pentium 3 because I hear about all these people are installing it on netbooks, right? Yeah. And my Windows, uh, my, my uh, Pentium 3 that used to run XP uh, clunkily, but at least re- reliably, um, now I installed 7 on a clean install, and there's no driver for it for the network. And when it tells me to, up, um, to download my driver... I'm not exactly sure how to do that. So if you don't have access to the internet, so but yeah, it's running rock solid. Can't complain about that. It's just it's uh, not internet aware right now, so uh, it doesn't know about all the fun it's missing. Is this a uh, beta version? Uh, no, this is the release candidate. The beta version yeah. did the same thing, so I was uh, curious. So yeah, it's, it, so, but it's so the same thing, right? You're saying Windows Seven is as good as Linux on a laptop? Uh, actually, worse because it's a uh, ne- it's a wired connection that's having a problem with, so it's not. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's a since the hardware is old, it doesn't have a generic uh, Dell, you know, whatever Intel uh, NIC card uh. driver, so uh, it, it won't work. 
I, I had a, I have a NEC Pentium 2 laptop upstairs, which has a pretty big screen. It's like a 12, 13-inch square screen. And um, I, inst I installed uh, Zubuntu on it because that was supposed to be the, the light version. I managed to get, uh, it took me about four and a half weeks to build a NISDEN, an NDIS wrapper driver around uh, a uh, uh, card. By the time I finally got the, uh, the Wi-Fi working and I started downloading some apps, I realized that I, I would never be able to actually use this to do anything else but just connect to something. So it's uh, the, the love of Linux I like. I like Linux. I like the possibility of, of, of taking an old machine and doing something with it and using it. But it's just not, it's, it's just not there yet. You know, like unless you can buy a Linux laptop, like a netbook, you can buy a netbook with Linux installed that will work and you can open it up and do Skype and do all the fun stuff. I well, just more and more you can now, but really what it comes down to is the drivers. The manufacturers of the drivers have got to support something other than Windows. So. Right, and they've got a lot of demand for Linux, right? Well, like, that's the problem. I, I mean, Dell, Dell tried and that, that's the did, problem. Did, didn't Dell try this? Well, everyone offers something with Linux, whether it's you know servers for the enterprise or whether it's net netbooks for the ultra cheap student. But it's not it's not widespread enough that you can go down to Future Shop and buy a component and plug it into your system and know that the Linux driver will be there. Yeah, that's true. Which which is probably one of the reasons why I like the Mac so much is that you can just open it up. And use it. And I know that everybody hates, oh, I got a big price tag on that. You know, no viruses. Uh, hmm. You don't have to subscribe to the software, every, every, the virus software every year. Uh, it comes with. What um, do you mean, no viruses? Well, no <laughs> known viruses yet. Is you happier? Okay. Somewhat, yes. Okay. There no, we go. Nothing exploitable, right? Nothing, nothing in the wild. Like, if, if I open up a MacBook and behind or even straight on the internet, Within three minutes, my machine won't blow up and become like a, some Russian mafioso zombie machine, like a Windows XP machine will. Oh man! Yo. Now the mafia is going to be after us for saying that. Now Eric? our listeners know. <laughs> Eric. Well, that might increase our listenership a bit. <laughs> tune in Eric, next I've, week. I've got, yeah, tune in next year to see who next week to and, see who's missing. And Mother Russia. <laughs> uh, Eric, th this will console you, and this will maybe give you you know warmth into your heart. Jeff, you love Mac, right? I, I admit, I am a slight, slight fanboy. <laughs> yes. And you're right. You know, the, the virus outbreak on a Mac is very, very limited. True? That is correct. Eric, Eric would you agree with that? Uh, yes, in the sense that they're just too small a target to be worth it. Right. Eric, how many times have you replaced a motherboard on your laptop? Um, once, actually. Eric, uh, JF, how many times have you replaced a motherboard on your Mac? Uh, twice. Yeah. Thank you very much. But you know what? You know what, though? In all fairness, I didn't pay for a single bit of that. And they said, oh, we're terribly sorry, Mr. Fortier. Let me do it. And they gave me a MacBook Pro to use while they were replacing it. Like, when was the last time Dell said, here, have my more expensive machine while we repair the one that we broke for you? Well, uh, that's Dell. a great lead-in for a story of mine. Uh, one of my colleagues has a Dell that she bought. And... Uh, it's a great machine. It doesn't even have a light for the caps lock. It's something that happens actually on the LCD display. Like it'll sh it'll oh, fade no. in, fade out. No button with a little green light. Nothing. So that wasn't working. So she never knew if she was in caps or not. So she calls Dell, this and that. They reinstall and so forth. Well, finally said, oh, you know what? Well, we'll send you a new one. So they send her two by mistake, and she has to send one back. And then this one doesn't work. Anyways, they've done this dance four times, I think now. And by the time they finally decide, you know what, this thing's just a lemon, let's get rid of it. Well, the 30-day, you can return it, Windows blown way by. So now they're stuck with a computer that they can't know, they can never know if they're in caps or not caps, except in, uh, when they type. So to me, that's a definition of fail, right? Well, you know, Steve, you, sh you could fight that. You could say, you know what, I never got, the use the I never got my 30 days of worthwhile uh, use. If, if they, and, and you would fight. You would be able to. If you went to court, a judge would say, "Did you get your full thirty days of, of testing and true use?" And you would say, "Honestly, no, I didn't." And how much money are you going to spend fighting that in court? 
Well, you wouldn't have to spot. You would go to small claims court. Yeah, and how, how many how many days out of work are you going to spend to go into small day, small claims court and and sit there and if, fight for a what a eight hundred dollar laptop? You, you, oh, you send a, you send a nice you send a nice email to Dell and say hi. I've got some friends who are going to blog, and uh, if you don't want this to come out like it did. <laughs> You're going to be nice to me, and you're going to do what's right. And they're going to look up two fat dads. Be like, um, yeah, okay, you you go ahead with that. You know what? The power of the internet, man. The power of the internet. Stefan, I think that should be your first blog article. You watch out, HP. You're next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't talk. Don't start. Don't start on HP, man. I can't stand those. Well, H- so- <laughs> Go on. No, I was just going to say HP is the reason why I have a MacBook Pro now. That's all I need to say. I, I, I'm the, I, you know what? I would probably switch too. No, but seriously, I do like I do like the MacBook. The podcast is being re- recorded on the MacBook. It works well. It's got multiple channels in, so I can uh, record the voice on one channel and then record Steph's Skype call on the second channel, and it works super, super well. Whereas if I wanted to do this with a... Um, with with any PC computer, I would have to have like a, the PC just being the tape recorder, put put all the stuff through another PC into a, a desk, and then run the desk into the MacBook because I couldn't record the Skype call on one thing, and then also then record the voices on another. So, I mean, the the rig we've got here, we see there's a picture of it on the internet. There's a small junction box, a, a, de- a desk there with about three faders for the mics that are in the studio here. We're using an SM58 uh, Seinhauser. Whoa, what happens if I pull on this cable? Uh, then we're all toast. Uh, <laughs> Eric, don't touch that! We're sorry. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Hello? <laughs> and, then, and then basically, so we're running all the mics into the desk, and the desk is running straight into the MacBook. MacBook's recording this on channel one, and Steph's call's coming in on, on channel two. And we're all listening to the mix down, which is pretty cool, actually. In theory, we'll find out that it's, uh, when we hit stop. It, yeah, <laughs> we hit stop, and uh, we go into post production. <laughs> so we still have to talk about uh, our Facebook page because this is pretty cool. Um, I, I really don't like Facebook at all, <laughs> but I, everybody anymore. Seeing, every anymore. Every single one of my friends is on it. All of it. Like, I can't imagine the number of people that I still know in England that I send an email to, they don't reply. I post something on their wall, and 40 seconds later, I get a text message saying that they read my wall, and they updated, and they've done this. It's like, I still don't understand how Facebook works as a communication method, but it does. Um, something about being easy? I don't know. I've never found it to be very easy to be used. Anyway, so we have a Facebook page, and we put some stuff on it. We put the first podcast up there. We put a few pictures up there. And I checked just before the show. We have 21 fans. We, we blew our target of 10 for the whole week. <laughs> Which, uh, thanks. So I was going to read them out, uh, the fans we have. But then I realized that I'd have to try and find our page. And because we can't have facebook.com forward slash two fat dads until we have a thousand fans, our URL is like as long as my arm. So does anybody know that by heart? No? It's something like pages slash two fat dads slash a bunch of weird numbers slash two fat dads slash a bunch of weird numbers. So you know what you is. could do? You could go on Facebook and you could type two fat dads in the search window. And it'll be the first window that it'll come that'll pop up. That's awesome. We're number one on Facebook for two fat dads. Yes. Not quite Google, but we're getting there. <laughs> I wonder where we are on Google. What's our Google juice like? Yeah, Steph, you wanna you wanna type up some Google juice on that? What do, you, what do you want me to do? Just type in two fat dads in Google and see what comes up. You, uh, you have right. to turn off safe search if you do that in Google, though. <laughs> <laughs> two fat dads there, on Google. There goes the clean we're tag. The first one. We're, the first, <laughs> we're the first one. Yay! I wonder if we even show up on Bing. Yeah, definitely keep the safe search on Bing, though, because apparently <laughs> Bing just pops stuff up at you all the time. You're and, just we'll, and we'll play it for you. <laughs> we'll play it for you, too? Awesome. Yeah. Stefan, go to Bing and type red tube. Bing? <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't. don't do that. If there's any kids listening, I don't apologize. type that. I apologize, Andrea. Okay. So, Bing.com? What is this? It's got, like, a, something about Canada. It's a web page search or something. You haven't heard of Bing? I don't know. No. What is okay. He's what level? not on Twitter yet. <laughs> it's a Microsoft thing. It's the, you know you know how they used to have Windows Live search for Messenger, Simpatico yes. slash 
What was it called? Anyways, that that it, it was MSN. Okay. And then it was Live Search. Live. And I think first it was Microsoft. Then it was MSN. Then it was Live. And now it's Bing. So every time you wanna you, you wanna tell uh you know you're in the bar and you wanna tell a hot chick you know to look you up because you got all this presence on the internet you just go through and say hey just bing me when you get home <laughs> that'll never get you in trouble. <laughs> so do we show up on Bing? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're the first one. That's not bad. That's not bad. I'm actually quite pleased about it. So we have a we have a Facebook page. We have twenty one. And you know fans. what? After two fat dads, it's Francois Fortier. <laughs> hey, I wonder how that happened. <laughs> then, it's the, then it's this website, Twitter. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Didn't Google buy that? <laughs> Steve, you finally bought a GPS unit. Yes, yes. Two, you, actually. You, <laughs> do you have them both with you? No, the other one's been returned. He's been returned it. Oh, yeah. So you started off with a Garmin. Yes, Garmin 255. And you went with a Garmin because... Um, my first instinct was to go TomTom. I prefer the user interface, but I saw a Garmin, and the price was right. Uh, saw it for $168. Did my research on Consumer Reports and on uh, Amazon. Got rave reviews. So I said, well, start somewhere. So I figured I'll go with that and uh, see if I'm missing features. In a couple of years, maybe upgrade. Horrible experience. Horrible experience. Really? Oh, yeah. That bad? Very bad. Um, <clears throat> we uh, ran a test uh, for addresses. Uh, one being five minutes away, the in-laws. The other one being about a half an hour away, my parents in the east side of uh, Montreal. And then a few addresses in Ontario. Um, to get east, it actually sent us uh, sent us west and then brought us back east along the same highway and then exited to the roundabout at Lackadie, if anyone knows where Lackadie <coughs> is, and then back onto the Met and then on, onwards the proper way. So I said, well, got us there, but kind of roundabout-ish. Now, was it taken into consideration traffic or construction, or it's just... It was you... set to uh, shortest distance. Yeah, you were you bought the uh, taxi model. That's why. <laughs> oh, that's what the T stands for. <coughs> yes. Um, and the, the two addresses in Ontario, um, one, it could only find Main Street in the, oh, really? in the town, and the other one, it only found the south part of the, the, the street, the north part, as far as it was concerned, didn't even exist. The map said, nope, you have all the latest maps. In all fairness, it gave the same result for that last address as Google Maps did, whereas MapQuest actually found it. But the TomTom... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said MapQuest. Yeah. That's still around? Yeah, it's still around. Yes. Okay, I'll have to. That's what my wife wife uses. Really? People use MapQuest? I thought everyone just used Google Maps. I'm a big Google Maps fan, like huge Google Maps fan. But I couldn't find the oh address, my. so I said, well, who else does maps? And then I went back to the <laughs> 80s and remembered that MapQuest did maps, and, I, and, and they found it right off the bat. Well, who's, uh, do you know whose data they're using? I know Garmin uses Navtech right. and are, are actually considered to be the better mapping provider from everything I've read and heard. But the TomTom actually found all, all my addresses, and the interface was um, cleaner. I found the uh, the Garmin's interface was kind of kludgy. It um, it asks you to type in the um, the city name. So you type in the city name, and it, like my BlackBerry, will predict based on the first four or five characters, do you mean this or that? And so you pick it, and you say, great, no problem. Then you start with the address, and if the address is slightly off, there is no way it'll find it. And in one case, I typed something that had, like, uh, du conseil, you know, and it's du space conseil. And du space c, nothing, c-o-n, nothing. Even dropping the du and just typing the word conseil in different formats, nothing. So finally, uh, I I typed one one version, hit OK, and it said, oh, do you mean this? And it shows du conseil. And I'm like, this is really hard. The TomTom's like... Oh, here's my address. I, I always find that it works better with the uh, postcode to begin with. You know, postcode, zip code, it takes you straight there. Try that on the Garmin with the postal code for the small town in Ontario, and that's how it got me to Main Street okay. from the town. And the postal cor- uh, code, the first three are for the city, and the last three digits are for the street. So it should have been able to find the rural road at a minimum. I think, it, I think it's, it's, if I remember, I think the last two are the street, the last one being the side of the street, and I think the first one is the arrondissement, like the, the neighborhood. Could be. Um, only because I 
built a few databases around that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, I just had a quick look at MapQuest, and it's by Navtech or AND, A-N-D. So I don't even know what A-N-D is, but... Uh, the only two I know are Navtech and uh, TeleAtlas. And TeleAtlas is the one Google, Google Maps uses? It's or? Google's. Yeah, yeah. Google. Uh, TeleAtlas is Google. The Google used to have both, but now I think they're exclusive to TeleAtlas. Okay, but they own pretty much TeleAtlas, don't they, or no, not? Or is, mm-hmm. I, I heard, I, I don't know, I, maybe I got this wrong, but I heard today somewhere that one of them was uh, owned by, like, Nokia yeah, or something. Yeah, no, Nokia owns Navtech. That was okay. a recent acquisition, yeah. Okay. Yeah. FYI, A&D stands for Automated Navigation Data. Thank you very much. It's okay. the leading provider of digital mapping the data used for navigations and location-based services. So it's probably used, uh, I'm seeing more Europe, North Africa, Central, and South America, and Australia. Now, is that Wikipedia or Google? This is the website. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Actually, most people just go to Wiki. <laughs> now, no, okay. no, I find I find the source itself, okay. man. Very good. So, I, I yeah, used... I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Wikipedia to find out about you too. And they'll well, say, it's... yeah, it's a type of plane, and these guys decided no, actually, to call themselves. I think I think Bono will show up before the plane. Uh, yep. You know what I'm saying? I, I do know what you're saying. I I love the TomTom. I have a uh, I have an iPack HX two. Four one nine seven. I don't know some some old thing, and um, the interface. So basically, what I have on this iPack is I have uh, um, uh, a GPS Pharos card that goes into it, like a compact flash card, and I have the TomTom software, which I'm not saying where I got it from, but I have the TomTom software all loaded onto an, a two gig SD card, and I just slot that right in there, and it acts like a TomTom. And the the interface, the UI for the TomTom is slick. It is really, really neat, and I, I do, I do like it. Now, did you get the model with the, that works with the Bluetooth? Yes, Bluetooth for data and Bluetooth for uh, hands-free driving. So you you basically put the slap the TomTom up to the dash. You get a phone call. You hit the TomTom and say answer. Um, I haven't I haven't tried that yet. Uh, I'm still thinking of playing with it, but right now I actually really like my earpiece. So I I, I don't feel the calling to go with my um, with the TomTom for that. What? So you mean like it's got a microphone and a speaker in it? Yeah, yeah, and it's, uh, it's got a big old speaker in the back, and there's a pickup somewhere for. Uh, so there's no built. Yeah, it's uh, right in the front here. Okay. And actually, what's kind of nice about the TomTom is that is that it. Uh, Sorry, we should turn off all our devices as we, <laughs> we turn it on to play with it, and the first thing that happens is. Bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> is that it? Um, it doesn't go with the posted speed limits for predicting your your travel time. It it basically records. It takes your historical average speed and yeah uh, and yeah and, and you'll uplo- make it in oh under thirty seconds. <laughs> but then it uploads it to TomTom, right? And basically it crowdsources the knowledge and then it pulls it back down again. So if you tell it you're going to be driving from Montreal to Toronto, leaving at six thirty, it'll give you one itinerary, like one way to, you know to go. And if you say no, you're leaving at noon, it might give you a different way because it knows that Toronto traffic will behave differently, and it might give you an alternate route just based on traffic and average speeds. So that's when you're setting it up on the computer, or when you're setting it up on that, because that's not that's not wired to the internet right now. No, but it uses it? the TomTom Home, so every time you plug it in, it it will. Um, uh, It'll upload satellite. that information. What from where? From 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 the satellites? Uh, no, from, from from TomTom. Oh, so when you plug it into the USB at home, right? Okay, then it go it goes to the internet, gets the stuff, and comes back. Yes. Okay, and if you, I guess you had a cell phone with the data coverage, it would do it through that as well, or it would. I don't know if there's any Canadian carriers that offer that. I think in the states like T-Mobile or some and somebody else that provide that. It's not all the carriers. So it's not ubiquitous yet. So, and the other one I've used is uh, the GPS nav on, on, on the cell phones. So I had a BlackBerry, um, and uh, they gave me the GPS nav for a few months, and it was, it was okay. It gave you turn by turn, but I found that um, I couldn't do some of the cool stuff I could with, with a TomTom. Like, I couldn't split my route. I couldn't say, okay, I'm going to stop here for at, at this Timmy's for coffee, then I'm going to go get gas, and I'm going to do this and do that. So, so basically, if I was driving down to... Um, if I was driving, you know, somewhere and I got off the road to go get gas, it would say, please turn around, please turn around, please turn around. You're going the wrong way. And then it basically calls you a twat or something stupid like that. But so the TomTom, um, I found that you could say that I'm going to stop for coffee. And when I, when I tell you I get off this highway, don't bug me. And I thought that was pretty cool. And it doesn't bug you. Now, did you download the celebrity voices for it yet? Not yet, no. So you're not having Mr. T going, go the wrong way, fool. No, okay. no. 
I think I would start with Dennis Hopper, but. Oh, man. <laughs> you're going 55 you're going 55 miles an hour there's a bomb on the car what do you do <laughs> what do what you do, you do? <laughs> uh and apparently there's a there's a sultry english lady but i usually drive with the one next to me all the time anyway so it was no benefit to me really <laughs> and there's the first casualty of the podcast. <laughs> so so you like it you would you would you would endorse this? Uh, yeah, and uh, there'll be uh, shortly a blog uh, with my thoughts on the whole uh, GPS uh, battle of the bands. Well, here's a question: What do you what are your thoughts on that unit uh, at nighttime? Meaning, my what? biggest problem. Well, my biggest problem is you know when they, they're nighttime, they invert the uh, the uh, the light, so that you get you get like a black on green. It looks like you're playing that uh, Tron game. Oh, right. I haven't actually tried it at nighttime. I'll uh, I'll find out on the way home. I used it to get here today just to see what route it would give. And uh, you showed up forty minutes late. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you, you, and he lives. Ne- and he lives next door. Yeah. And he lives next door. <laughs> actually, I, this I, this is all being piped in after the fact. This was recorded three hours ago, and uh, my audio is being uh, interlaced as we speak. But no, I don't. Don't you know. love technology? Yeah, we have that. It's on the Mac. It came free. Uh, <laughs> Technology <laughs> included in every Mac. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I don't know at nighttime how it goes yet, but uh, I like it so far. The only thing is, I'm not sure. I like the the suction cup. I know it's kind of getting picky now, but the Garmin has this little lever that'll in, enhance the hold on the dash, whereas the TomTom is just a really strong looking suction cup. Let me have a look at that over here. There's a. Uh What's this button back here do? Nothing. Okay. It just goes in to... Because uh, I think you can have something that... Oh, that, that goes like this, right? I think they sell a, a, a pro... Uh, what's it called? A ProFit bracket that actually will... You can put it into your dash, and it's a, it goes into your actual dashboard. And it'll come out, and it'll have the, the TomTom mount to it. So your bracket's always there on your dashboard, so you don't have to have the suction cup. Um, and I try to stay away from the suction cup as much as possible, because one time I was... Uh, going around Dorval Circle at a normal speed in the sun with my windows open and one of my previous Blackberries was held into the suction cup mount onto the thing. And as I turned at the normal speed you would Dorval Circle, my um, Blackberry... What would that be, GF? What would that be? My, Just I'm curious here. You know, normal European speed around a Montreal roundabout is always too fast. But uh, <laughs> you're, you're, Picture this. You're coming off the 20 doing, oh, 120, 130. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, that's not how I was going, but anyways. And the, uh, the Blackberry uh, decided that it was going to go um, uh, for a little trip because the suction cup mount didn't fit. And suddenly... I was very glad that my little Jetta at the time also had another pre- window before the main window, so it slammed into that one, and instead of slamming and going straight out of the other open window, so I was actually quite pleased. So the Profit bracket is nice; it just flits flush, flush in there, and then you can just. But it's also a big advertisement for, to people saying, "Hey, usually I have a Tom Tom here. Please break into my car and check my glove box." <laughs> well, actually, one thing I'm actually considering is they have a uh, uh, air vent bracket that just basically sits on the air vent fins so then you can pop it in and out and uh it's basically it's temporary so you're not advertising your gps is there and whatnot so i don't know how stable or sturdy it is but it looks uh interesting that's pretty good eric any experience with tom toms or gps no no i just remember in rental cars i've had at uh, gps's and i've had the same experience as you like as soon as you deviate slightly from the course, it's like, hey, idiot, you're going the wrong way. I did all this work to figure out your route. Now you're not doing what I told you to do. Wow. The, the biggest insult is recalculating now. Honey, are we lost? No. It just does that every once in a while to make sure we're going the right speed, honey. Recalculating now. Please turn around. Okay, now we're lost, honey. <laughs> you were right. I absolutely agree. But you know what? I heard from a bunch of people uh, that said, oh, don't get a TomTom. It'll read out every street name as you pass it. I have yet to see that occur. So uh, I can see how that could be annoying. I just haven't experienced it. And everyone I spoke to, I said, well, I'm guessing it's probably a feature you could disable. I would imagine that's for somebody who's first time in New York City, wants to make sure they're going the right way and saying, oh, first street, second street, third street, fourth street, right? So uh, Seventh street. Hey, where'd five and six go? <laughs> 
Stupid if, Broadway. If you're in New York and you want to know that you're in first, second, third, you're a moron. Listen, I've had a Garmin handheld for, for a few years. I like it, but I'm looking to get a, a more... Uh, you know, more versatile unit. So I'm I'm looking forward to reading your blog. Well, if I can, you can give you a little www.twofatdads.com. But you know what? If you um, you can be safe if you just stay away from the 255 or the 255 W. What's the W stand for? Wide. That's just the 4.3 inch version oh, okay. of the same one. So why go with the wide? Just because it's more screen, you're it's useless. Uh, no, just because it'll be the same user experience. It's all the same features. It's just uh, 0.8 inches wider. So, uh, and which, and which, which Tom Tom are, are you uh, this showing is, off here? This is the Go 720, and uh, so you, yeah, the 730 would be the widescreen, right? No, the 730 is just the uh, the incremental um, upgrade for this year on the 720. So um, okay. I think I, I'm, I'm maybe six months out on this version. So the price was right. And, uh, they're still sold in the big box stores. I figure, well, I'll go, go with that. And you can upgrade your maps. Yes. Yeah, they give you, I think, a 30-day map guarantee kind of thing. So uh, they, uh, most of the time they, they take the date that it first synchronizes with the satellites as your go-live date. And then whatever warranty you have is after that. I think Garmin gives you 60 days for your maps and uh, TomTom's uh, 30. So with the with the Pharos um, uh, unit for the for the iPad, I, I got like uh, the maps came free, and then if I wanted to upgrade them in a year, it cost me like some like sixty bucks. Oh, that's cheap. So what are they now? Well, now this, it's is, about, this is going back. Now years. it's about a uh, hundred dollars. Um, we have family in Europe, and we ha we actually considered buying a, a unit that had the European maps built into it. But those are about six hundred dollars. So we Get figured, out. oh yeah, what, for for every European country or just the general European Europe and North rate? America. Oh, okay. built in. So then we said, well, why don't we just buy a European one and when get there? And, and yeah, when we get there and buy a uh, one for North America. If you lose, if you lose the big expensive one, at least you're you're not out six hundred bucks. Just rent a Peugeot when you get there. They all have them included, I guess, too. Yeah, but that's no good for walking tours or I stuff don't like that. Go walking in Europe? That's all I do in Europe. I park <laughs> the car at the hotel and I walk for three weeks. <laughs> oh, hold on, honey. I'm going back to the car. <laughs> I left it in the boot. <laughs> Yeah, the boot. I miss England. Okay, so um, so we'll look on. We'll look forward to that this week. That's will be appearing at some point, and we're recording this on Wednesday, so we'll be recording sometime before Friday. Am I pushing you too hard? Go, Parker. Write that article. It's half written already. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so that, that's. I'm really looking forward to reading that. I'm. It'll should be quite exciting. Um, and I get. We're. You know what? We said we were going to go short today, and we've been talking for. Pretty close to an hour. Yeah, I know, but th that's see, that's what that's what dads do. So no Rogers Twitter uh, lead-in. I see it eating away at you. It is eating away at me. Okay, so Steve. Um, well, I, I tripped over it basically uh, today online. I don't know if I was doing a Google search or what, and um, it turns out that they have this. Um, um, I don't know if you want to call it social network guy that Rogers hired to uh, be the front guy for all things online for, for Rogers. And first thing he gets hounded with are all these iPhone calls, right? Like uh, tweets. So he's answering, he's answering, he's, he's answering. On, he, so he's on Twitter. He is on Twitter. So there's yeah. a Rogers guy on Twitter. Keith something or other is on Twitter. And yeah. it's his name. It's not just it's Rogers dude. No, it's his name. It's not like, dude, you bought a Dell. Yeah, no. Okay. And then the very next day, uh, Rogers Cares or Rogers Help or something like was that. that. Wasn't that Comcast Cares? Comcast Cares. Basically, I think they're following the okay, same model. Same, same line. Which they, is not a bad idea, really. I read a book uh, recently called What Google Would Do. Uh, or what would Google do? And they talk about this, that if you want to uh, basically care, like really care, actually care. So, and this is what this guy at Rogers is doing. Yeah, so uh, I guess his mandate is all things uh, social network. Um, and now they have this Rogers Cares or Rogers on, on I can't remember. The, it's on my Twitter. You, you'll see I'm following them. And they made one announcement on there saying that Keith whatever is, you know, here to help and whatever. Uh, shortly after, there was a Rob, I believe, that got added on as well. And uh, 
but he's like Rob at Rogers kind of thing. And then Keith created a new one called, I think, Keith at Rogers. You sure it wasn't Robbers at Rogers? <laughs> that would be too ironic. <laughs> but uh, so anyways, now these guys, and they've been, they've been tap dancing around all kinds of questions is, oh, what are the data plans going to be like? Have they announced no contract rates for the iPhone? Have they announced this? And they're answering the same 50 questions over and over and over again. But I think it's a good first step. It's a... Uh, Getting their toe wet in the whole uh, Twitter sphere, you know. I, I, Twitter's a bit of a dangerous pool to jump into if you're if you're not if you're pretty new at customer service, which Rogers is. Um, I I I have never had a very good experience with any Rogers person I've spoken to. Um, I've had uh, nothing but trouble with Rogers in the past. I owned my own Nokia phone when I moved back here from England, and when I came over, the only network you could put it on was Rogers. Uh, it wasn't even Rogers at the time; it was Fido. And so I got a FIDO account. It was my phone, and I wanted to change my plan. And so I didn't have a contract, and I just, you know, got a SIM card and got a pay-as-you-go plan, and I called up, and they says, you can't change your plan. I goes, why? Because you're on a contract already. I said, I'm not on a contract already. I don't have a phone. I don't, I don't, I, I, you don't know my phone. Oh, no, no. It says here that you're on a three-year contract. I'm talking about a three-year contract. This is my phone. I pay, you know, monthly on a bill. I can change my plan anytime. I'm like, oh, no, you can't. Okay, then I cancel everything. You can't, sir. You got to pay uh, your 400 500 700 whatever it was at the time, you know. Anyway, so that was a nightmare. And I've never had a good experience with that before since. And I don't know if it, it was just because of the sale of Fido to Rogers and everything got screwed up in the, in the half, but I've never had a good experience. And every time I've spoken to a, a Rogers customer service rep, I've thought, I've thought to myself, why? And I just, it's just a big, what was the expression? A big bag of hurt? Big bag of hurt, yeah. Blu ray. Big bag of hurt. So it was a big Blu ray. Um, and. I don't know. I hope, uh, hopefully, these guys are doing are doing a good job. That's all I can say. I really hope that they actually are are, are really saying stuff, and it's not just a, oh, quick, let's get on Twitter like everybody else in the universe is doing right now. So that conversation went right by Steph because he's not on Twitter, anyways. But it's basically become the new place to be if you care about anything in the world whatsoever. Well, the new uh, the new CEO of Rogers. That's one of the things he said. Right? Is customer service is going to be the number one priority. And I forget what he said the other number one priority was going to be. Uh, stop <laughs> raping people on data? <laughs> uh, actually, you're partially right. I think that you mentioned, I think his other number one priority was going to be uh, was going to be pricing. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they have to be. I think, and I, I, we've we've gone around this a few a few times in, in personal discussions and and on on our on the web and on the podcast before and. The biggest problem right now is that the new players are coming in. So the Shaw's guys are coming, the MTS guys are buying in, all the new guys are coming in, and 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 and, thing, and if if Bell, Telus, and Rogers aren't aggressive with their pricing, if they don't drop the stupid SAFE, which is nine dollars tax to to access something you're already paying through your monthly plan to begin with, uh, you know the SAF never made any sense. I'm paying a, a what a service access fee to access a service that. I had to sign up a three-year contract to get to begin with. Well, that is not three hundred. That three-year contract, my, my fee to begin with. That, those kind of things they never really made sense. But Bell, pay, you know, charges you anyways, and, and you pay it, and and whatever. And all these new guys are saying we're not having that. Virgin, one of the first things Virgins did when they came in the market is says we're not doing this, and they they got rid of it. So and then there was a lot of flack at one point because the uh, they had to put a disclaimer out saying that this was not a government tax on telecommunications. As it was once put across. So well, it, it originally was because a mobile phone is basically a radio, right? And the the system access fee was originally your radio operator license. And then eventually the CRTC said, "Well, everybody's got these things now. Licensing them is kind of ridiculous. It's not like a ham radio." I have to look into that. So I, I I I I want to believe you. I really want to believe you. I want to give would, the benefit of the doubt. Would I lie to you? I am I am an infinite pool of knowledge. <laughs> Everything I say is absolutely true, okay. or at least was at some point. <laughs> I, I don't recall. I started off actually my 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 long walk with mobile uh, with ClearNet, and I don't recall ever paying a system access fee with them. I remember that came in. That got built in after the fact. Uh, and it was kind of like, oh, you want to change your plan? Fine, we'll give you this new plan. But now you have to pay the system access fee. So it sort of came out of nowhere. And so I don't know. I don't know. And it's you know, there's something that 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 if these guys don't start getting a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more lenient on the long-term plans, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. So do you really want to commit to a three-year contract? 
Well, I know all the new players have said outright there is going to be no system access fees. So right off the bat, they're drawing a line and they're hoping the incumbents will try to compete with them. And, you know, if you start removing revenue from companies that are only looking to gain money from um, premium services at this point. Like, look at Bell. I mean, they're looking at data to make money. Rogers, the same thing, right? Voice, is, there's no well, money da- in da- that. Data's a new cash cow. Everyone right. knows that. I mean, everyone wants to be on the Internet, right? The Internet is the new way to go for it. That's why, that's why the guys at Comcast, that's why everybody, every cable company in the world wants to, oh, you what, you want to watch YouTube? Yeah, yeah, that'll be another 60 bucks, yeah. please. Oh, what, you downloaded some movies off of iTunes? Oh, that'll be another 60 bucks, please. You know, every time you go over your 30 gig limit, what is 30 gigs these days? That's like five movies off of iTunes. You're screwed. So that is going to be the, you know, it's, it's a new thing. It's like, oh, quick, let's, let's try and see if we can tap it. They're try- always trying to put this old world, uh, f- you know, old, old world plan. Like, oh, what, you want, the K- you want the sports network? Oh, that'll be another $40, please, you know. I don't want the sports network. I want RDS. I want one channel. Don't give me TSN. Don't give me Sportsnet. Don't give me the golf channel. I'll never watch golf ever. If I want to watch grass grow, I'll look out my damn window. But anyway, so... I got to sorry about that. I lost my head a bit there, but so, but that is the new way, right? The new way of making money is to try to give you more and more and more services, and 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 seems to be like data, internet is it. Especially you know, like we, everyone wants to know where Timmy's is now, so we all have our little iPhones telling us, "Oh, look, I can't find Timmy's until my iPhone tells me where it is." And, and now it'll orient you the right way on the street too. <laughs> and I really love that, but everyone made fun of me last week when I said it, so I'm keeping shut now. <laughs> Why don't you get the new iPhone? It's got a compass built in. I think I might get the iPhone. I hear it's got a compass built in. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny how everybody laughed when the uh, Google Android came out with that. And it says, why would the hell would anyone want a compass on a phone? And then iPhone did it. So we'll see. We'll see how these guys. And I really hope the Rogers guys do well with their, with their customer service plan. I really hope that they, they do that. Dell did a pretty good job of it when, when they when they. T- decided to tackle customer service. Unfortunately, they forgot how to do that recently, and uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. So, well, I know FedEx was very responsive on Twitter. I uh, raked them over the coals over my MacBook being late, and it turned out there was actually another shipment that was being postponed that wasn't the MacBook. And within a, I don't know, forty minutes of me po- tweeting uh, my discontent, there was a FedEx guy cares. Hey, how can we help you? What can we really? do? Oh yeah, yeah, out of the blue. Out of the because I, I never read the blog article about that one. I haven't written it yet. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. That's what we call a teaser, folks. <laughs> I I have to admit that I haven't had as much great service with customer service on Twitter as I thought. I thought I had I'd hit a huge plus with uh, the Gary Fong people with my uh, my my puffer for my uh, my DSLR. It's basically like it looks like a blowfish that goes on the end of your your flash and it's supposed to diffuse the light and make it all beautiful. Within about a three days of having this puffer the whole thing just snapped in half the frame because it's cheap plastic so i said oh i'm really disappointed i love this puffer but you know stupid thing broke and now i'm screwed i have to buy another 20 29 puffer so i get an email from gary Funk. oh give us a call information we'll replace it we love you and i'll give him all the information replace it whatever wait 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 nothing it's all voice in the cloud noise in, or is it the expression noise in the cloud Anyways, it was I was a bit disappointed. And if if you're listening, dude, at Gary Fong, you know, own up, send me a damn puffer, will you? You never got your puffer. Never got my puffer. See, I, I remember the the origin. And we're still story. trying to stay within the clean tag, everybody. <laughs> no, we blew that out when you started squaring. <laughs> squaring. Swearing. Oh, swearing. I thought I... Did you guys hear squaring? I heard squaring. I heard squaring. I'm like, what did I square? I thought he was trying to score himself a free iPhone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that's not what I was doing. Oh, wait. He's not on Twitter. He wouldn't get that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Squarespace. And by the way, hashtag Squarespace if you're listening. Uh, it, it getting pretty ingenious with your... Uh, with your uh, Squarespace tags there, by the way. I'm uh, pushing the envelope. I'm I pushing like the envelope. I like that. Please listen to our podcast. Hashtag Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figure if people do do search on Squarespace, I'll pop up, right? <laughs> oh, score! I didn't think about that. <laughs> Actually, that was really smart, Mister Mister McGurn. I'm quite happy. I'm quite pleased. With Chief that. marketing, Dad. <laughs> marketing, cheap marketing. I like it a lot. So I guess we're going to wrap it up because we're just going around in circles. And um, we, we usually do something like a dad tip of the day. 
or of the week, and and um, I I have nothing. Uh, okay, I actually uh, it's maybe not so much a tip, but it's something that maybe as a dad it might be cool uh, to think about. Uh, I saw a great uh, TED conference today. I don't know if you guys oh, yeah, ever. Ted. I like whoa, that. Yeah. Anyway, so I listened to them on my iPod, the videos, okay. the audios, <laughs> and there was one today that was actually quite good. It was about uh, smart green power. And they were talking about the amount of houses that burn down in a year because of electrical fires, the amount of kids that accidentally get zapped because they touch an electrical socket. And this guy, you know, and his partners came up with this invention that will actually be a socket that only provides power when it's required. So basically the plug has a 10-cent diode in it or chip that says, okay, you know, uh, I need power. I'm plugged in and I'm authorizing you to give me power. And at the same time, it'll say, you know what? I'm drawing too much power. Shut off. So basically you can stick a fork in that thing. You'll never get a, a, a shock. But if you put in a plug, so we just basically have to change our thinking when we're building as opposed to saying always on to always off and on when needed. And they're talking about the amount of power it would save and the amount of accidents it would prevent. So anyways, it just got me thinking. And, you know, for a hundred and so many years, we've been building houses the same way. And, you know, you're always worried now that all the houses are baby-proof with those little plugs and the sliders and the whatever. It'd be just kind of nice to know that the house is actually safe, you know, as opposed to guarding against an unsafe house. No, that's actually quite interesting. Yeah. I've always I've always liked the idea of um, always off rather than always on. And actually, uh, when anybody who spent any time in Europe, uh, when you go to to try to plug anything into their power plugs, once you plugged it in, you turn it on. So you turn on the plug all the time. And uh, we have a few friends in England who go around just turning off all the plugs all the time. So they will plug turn off everything off at the wall, which is kind of funny if you have a computer and you know you want to keep it on all the time. Then you're you're like, why isn't this thing working? Uh. But the whole thing about this this power off versus you know always on versus always off is really cool because it, it it does make a lot of sense. You know, how much does your TV trickle power out all the time? You know, how much are you consuming by just having your TV light on standby? Yeah, no, for sure. You know, and like again, you can't watch your kids all the time, so you think you, you know, baby-proof the house. But I mean, at some point, they figure out how to take those little caps out too, right? Oh yeah. And then how, how how does this work? Like there's well, a there's a, a little a little ten cent chip that actually goes in the head of the plug, okay. and then there's this little part that's on the back of the the wall socket that actually is the part that deciphers what's coming in and out. So basically, the chip is actually talking to that little thing. So every device is. Um, is actually a smart device to the power grid. So yeah. it's actually telling it, oh, okay, I'm, I'm using up six amps right now, or I'm using up 40 amps, you know, and the things, yeah. oh, and it shuts it off, right? Oh. So it's kind of like that magnet in the, in, the, in the BlackBerry case. Once you put it in, BlackBerry's right. off. You can't touch it. Right. So it kind of has that little smart talking. Except I'm sure his patent requests don't mention the word BlackBerry or RIM anywhere in it just because they uh, <laughs> don't want to infringe. But I think it's the same idea. <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty cool. Well, that's a good tip. So let's uh, think green and uh, no. Here, here. Do you want to add anything, Steph? No, I'm on Twitter. I'm just looking at this uh, service for friends, family, and coworkers. What the hell is this thing? I don't believe in this. I don't have time for service this shit. I don't for know friends, how you guys. Family and coworkers. That's what it says. I don't understand how you guys have time to do all this stuff. Well, it... <sighs> oh right. You don't work. Damn. <laughs> He's on to us. <laughs> the name I use on the air is actually a, a pseudonym. and uh... I think that's a dad cast. I think that's a wrap. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just going to do the outro, and then we're done. So Yeah, Schultzter um, and, uh, and uh, Eric, you're, I'm following you now. So are you on? T- are you Twitter. on Twitter? Yeah, Seriously? Yeah. We, we have a yes. List. What's your uh, what's your Twitter name? Mononk. At Mononk? Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> oh my god. Okay, so if you're listening to this, please follow at Mononk. You're guaranteed <laughs> to have at least one post. Um because he's only done one blog since he's been on Two Fat Dads. <laughs> and uh, he'll probably never follow you, but it'll be funny just to see him anyways. So follow at Mononk. Um <laughs> I'm Francis Fortier. You can follow me. I'm at Johnny, Johnny Canuck. Uh, thank you to Eric. You are? I'm uh, at Schultzter or uh, Cameron-Schultz.ca. And thank you to Mr. Steve. At uh, MTL underscore Steve. 
And I guess uh, WordPress.com slash Stephen McGurn. And that's been the Two Fat Dads, our, our inaugural dad cast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you, uh, if, if you, you like what you hear, uh, go to iTunes, look us up. You know what? I went to I went to Twitter. Yeah. And you guys are morons. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to type what I've been doing all day. Oh, look. I'm looking at a bird from the window. Oh, look. I'm looking at a piece of paper that I need to sign. Oh, look. I need to uh, take a... Wipe my ass. Is that is that what... This is what I'm seeing. Is that not what it is? No, but you know what? That all you just spat it out is going straight into the outtake. <laughs> I think the show is mostly going to be outtakes, really. <laughs> Sweet. It will scrub down the whole show down to three minutes, and the rest will be outtakes. <laughs> it'll be like uh, it'll be you, Steve, saying, "Hey, listen, I got the time, Tom. It's pretty good, and uh, I'll give you a review uh, later on." And then a whole bunch of me saying, "iPhone, iPhone, iPhone," all stuck together. <laughs> I said, "Roger, suck." Follow me now at Twitter.com.